0: Trouble drum, Beat out old trouble on the drum and kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum and kick all trouble out the door. Kick him out the door. Kick
1: Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio, Three CR. This program is pod, podcast, Instagram, you name it. Kelly Whitworth, the world's greatest producer, and I mean that with all respect, is with us now. Kelly, can I thank you for? Yes,
2: thank me, thank me, thank you greatly for. All I, know my hard been, work I know you've been, I
1: know you've been at Three CR for 10 years. 10
0: years wow. now. Ooh.
1: Obviously, but the last was a two and a half, three years has been the highlight of your career. At three <laughs> it's been the
0: highlight of your career. Uh,
1: I don't need a highlight. I am a highlight.
0: <laughs> That's you mean the diff- different things to each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously <laughs> without Radical Australia, you'd be nothing. Without without <laughs> Radical Australia, I'd just have a spare hour in my life. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and our thank listeners. Our, let's
0: thank our listeners too for... I I don't give a yeah. shit about the
1: listeners. <laughs> They've got a choice. They can listen or turn off.
0: True, true. It's you know, we're country.
1: volunteers. If they want to listen, they listen. If they don't want to listen, they don't listen. If they want to listen to a podcast, they can listen to a podcast. All right. That's the way it goes.
0: Chill out.
1: Well, I'd like to chill out, but I'd like to see our radio fund total increase dramatically yeah, next well, year.
0: It's not for another six months, so don't worry about that. I'm yet. not
1: worried now. We have a recidivist in the studio, <laughs> yes,
0: okay.
2: and,
1: and we're going to have a boring, esoteric conversation. So Excellent. if you've got anything Excellent. better to do, what I suggest <laughs> is you go into the garden and do a bit of digging <laughs> or, uh, you, know, you know, wash the dog. But if you're at a loose end and you're interested in esoteric arguments, well, discussions Good. that have a purpose, you're welcome Good. to Good. listen. And you can ring tomorrow morning on Talkback and tell us how wonderfully bad it was. <laughs> All right. Dr. Robert Wolfgram. Thank you, Joe. Now, Robert, look, I, I brought you back against Kelly's advice.
0: <laughs> that is BS, Robert. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> no, I did mention it and she looked kind of raw. She looked, gave me that look that producers give, you know...
2: The dubious, yeah,
1: that that look, you know, like you really, Joe. She didn't rush, say anything. Absolutely She rush. had that. She said, Why say would
0: you any up here, really well, Kelly. Again, again. What do again. you mean? What do you mean? This year.
1: Well, and then, and then no. she said to me, "He's not ninety. You only bring ninety-year-olds in for a second bite of the cherry." I said, yeah, but he's done some interesting things, and in he's like, "I said, but we heard all that." But I said, I wasn't interested in all that. I wasn't interested in the fact that he was an editor of was at the Fiji Times, that he, you know, that he stood up to Ram Booker during the dictatorship, that he suffered for it. You know, I'm not interested in all that. I'm not interested about his German background, his Fijian background, his senior status in the Fijian, you know, tribal. Not interested. Good. But he told me he did a PhD at La Trobe. Mm-hmm.
2: When did you do that Robert? When? Yeah. Finished it in 94.
1: 94.
2: And how long did it ta- how long did it take you? 5 years, 5 years. And what was the topic? It was an exploration of what it means to be Fijian. But that was the vehicle I chose to ask a deeper question, mm-hmm. which is what does it mean to be ethnic? right to have an ethnic identity to have an ethnic self
1: and how did you go about tackling this question this is this is a huge yes. huge issue for one human being to tackle
2: yes yes how do we know who we are is even the deeper question i suppose mm, behind mm. behind that and i was spurred by the fact that i was disturbed by rambuka's coup in 19, two coups in, of 1987. Uh, so i'd been in australia with a plan to become australian in 1988. i missed out you remember bob hawk yep. suggested yep let's let's all get bicentennial and yep. blah 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 mm. uh, so uh, my Ceremony was in January eighty mm-hmm. nine. There were so many people lining up at local government lawns, getting the dunked, gun. baptized yeah. into mm. Australia, Australian citizenship. So, but I was disturbed by the fact that I was disturbed by Rambuka's coup. I thought, why should I care? I, I left Fiji in nineteen sixty three as an eleven year old child and that was on the 8th of December Joe mm-hmm. 60 years ago 60
1: years ago wow yeah. so mm.
2: anyway 87 came along and I thought I've been here long enough not to care about Fiji but I found myself caught up pulled back into the
1: <laughs> maelstrom as they say
2: mm. yes of 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 asking questions about what was going on there. Why did I miss seeing this? Because I'd been, I I went back regularly and I was there in 86 and the place was humming. Lots of, I'm pretty sure, oh, I haven't got the facts and figures, mm. but I'm pretty sure the Fiji dollar was worth more than the Aussie dollar.
1: wouldn't be surprised. In 1986,
2: mm. yeah. I remember losing when oh. I, changed money Mm. Uh, so why would I why should I be so worried about and concerned and and I was teaching in the area of sociology of ethnicity and minorities
1: Mm -hmm. where were you teaching
2: at Caulfield right which was then not then Monash right but it became Monash
1: so it was independent yes it was yeah
2: Caulfield Institute of Technology. Yeah. We had a beautiful set up there, mm. lovely staff. Mm. In fact, they drew me into right. academic life. Right. So why should I be concerned about Fiji? And, and of course, the staff asked me, do you know anything about this fellow? Blah, blah, blah. and mm. And that set me to phoning Fiji, getting background on what was going on, and then... I realised that uh, multiculturalism in Fiji was quite different to multiculturalism in Australia. And then began thinking about a research topic. I'd finished my master's let's thesis. Let, let, let's go back one step. Yep.
1: You said it's different. How is it different?
2: Um <clears throat> I think multiculturalism in Fiji is much older, and grew out of colonial racial hierarchies mm-hmm. and bringing in Indian slavery, Indian slaves, and I think they'll call indentured indentured la- laborers. Yeah. Yeah. it's the polite word for them, but mm. effectively a former slave of well, slavery he,
1: he came he could never leave it's basically a, yes yeah.
2: so bringing them in to fiji alongside the indigenous Itaoke fijians presented the locals with a dilemma of sorts mm. what's going to happen to these people are they going to stay uh, and it and they did so from 1879, when the first shipload came, to 1916, when the last shipload came, there were Indians in Fiji and I grew up in a Indo-Fijian country mm-hmm. uh, and, and blessed for it because I didn't fully appreciate as a child just how effectively things ran in Fiji Mm. until I started going to some of the other Pacific Islands Mm. through my teens and, and later. And so we had Chinese green grocers. We had Indian merchants and professional people alongside indigenous chiefly system. It was quite a complex of caste chiefly Commerce and capitalism in right. a micro, you know. Yeah. So, and then you had this growing part population, part Indian, part uh, Fijian, part Chinese, mm. part European, mm. uh, and so it was always a mix that I grew up with, and appreciated. And then when we when I came to Australia and realised that this is sixty three. Uh, how conservative and and set in concrete <laughs> concepts and classifications of people were mm. that when Al Grasby in nineteen seventy three came around with the idea of multiculturalism, which then, as you know, Fraser picked up oh, and yeah. ran with, and mm. but it started in the Labour Party. Uh, I sought to get married first time in mid-1973. But the law, the Marriage Act of 1961, said that if you intend to get married in Australia, you needed to be 21.
1: Mm.
2: And my first wife and I were not 21, which meant we would have to get parental permission according to the law. And and we waited until the 1st of July 1973 when Lionel Murphy, thank God for Lionel Murphy, yep. his Marriage Act of 1973, which is... Legislated in May, mm. took force on the first of July. Yep. My, I turned twenty-one anyway on the fifth of July, and on the eighth of July we got married. married. Right. She was still nineteen mm. at the time, so, but all that kind of process, you know, in Fiji, I don't think anybody knew the right. knew those kinds of.
1: Process. Yes, (laughs) Yes. that's right. If you want to get married, you got married. You got married, and if you
2: wanted to paint your house pink, you did. You painted your house pink. And if you wanted to put up a house on that corner, as as you know, so things were much more chaotic in one sense in Fiji, but but the multiculturalism that was here was very organised, and so I realised I had to be something here. And in the 60s, my first identity from the external point of view was that I was Fijian. In Fiji, I was not Fijian. Right. But here, I was Fijian. You were seen as Fijian. That's That's right. right. And so my first nickname as a, you know, within months of arriving here was Fiji. Yeah, yeah. People called me Fiji. Fiji, that's right. You're it. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I, I played in a brass yeah, band and I'd yeah. get big, hey, Fiji, hey, Fiji, Fiji. pick yeah. it up, you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Tempo, yeah. you're dragging, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, so that name stuck for a long time until McHale's Navy came along and people started calling me Fuji. You know? Fuji. <laughs> Just to be funny. I mean, yeah. But Australian nicknames are hilarious and yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't let it... <laughs> yeah. Any of it phase it you? phase yeah. me yeah, at yeah. all. So that that kind of um, discrete identities, right? There are, you know, Albanian Australians and Greek Australians. Australians, Australians. And Greek Australians, Australians. So what am I? Uh, yeah. So that was the question that I took to explore and then did explode.
1: You, did, obviously, mm. you would have a uh, supervisor. Yes, and Chris what, Iper. Was, so was this was this. Your idea or somebody else's idea? No, it was my idea. So when you took it yeah. to the, were you at Caulfield then or Latrobe by uh, that time?
2: It was, it was. Uh, it was sti- I was still at Caulfield, right. but I went to. I asked around as you do. Yeah, and my peers said Latrobe's the place to do what you're interested in. You go, yeah. all the yeah. experts are out there yeah. at Latrobe. Yeah. So I knew something of, of that because I'd done my masters. Post grad seminars at La Trobe mm. in the days of Ron Wild, and, and,
1: and did the masters have any connection with the no. doctorate? None whatsoever. No. All right, we won't clap. <laughs> we won't muddy the waters. <laughs> no,
2: totally different topic. <laughs> right. And I, I initially wanted to explore what multiculturalism meant, mm-hmm. and my two su- supervisors said too big. No. So I said, all right, I'll hone down in on. Whether it's possible to have an ethnic identity that um that you've never really thought about too much.
1: Well, you say it. It's what it's you're talking about DNA, are you identity or cultural or what? When you talk about good question, et- ethnic.
2: good question. Yes, no, I don't believe that ethnicity or ethnic identity is DNA stuff.
1: Fine, okay.
2: I believe it's all becoming through childhood, adulthood. It's to do with who you mix with, what language you learn, what your cultural setting is. Mm-hmm. And I also believe it's ritually acquired. Right. It has to be practiced constantly, rehearsed, reviewed, but we're not born with it. That's right. one thing, conclusion mm-hmm. I came to. Now let's uh, let's get back. Okay, <laughs> we've, yes. we've got to the end.
1: <laughs> we got to the end Stop. before, <laughs> and I've Stop got a little while to fill. A <laughs> little bit of you yeah. coming to the end. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go so supervisor Sorry. said, "Look, a little, little bit ambitious, Roberto. Oh, hone it down." So what did you call it?
2: I called it uh, Kai Viti on being Fijian without being a Fijian. Right. In
1: the end, mm, well that's, that's that's yes, that's, that's, that dis- encapsulates everything, doesn't it?
2: Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it's to distinguish being on the inside mm. to an objectified from the outside, yeah. a Greek, a mm. an Italian. Mm.
1: So, when you did the legwork mm. for the doctorate, mm. was it interviews, book work? How did you go about it?
2: All of that, Joe. Legwork, lots of interviews. Mm. Uh, historical research anthropological research facts and figures stats um, but mostly in three lots of field work in Fiji in consecutive years mm-hmm. 90, 91, 92 and then i just spent 93 and the first half of 94 writing it up Right. So I had Now the field yeah.
1: work, what did that entail?
2: Lots of sitting around the carver bowl. It's
1: mm. That's uh,
2: disgusting stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well I had to endure it, all right. Well I don't know, I don't know
1: what your opinion is. <laughs> I love it. It's I like it's, muddy water. I
2: think it's I think it's a terrific Pacific drug. Oh <laughs> it's, good. It's yes. better
1: than being nuts, at least you it doesn't stain your teeth and your mouth.
2: I don't drink a lot of it, yeah. as much as yeah. Fijians in Fiji or yeah, people re- in Fiji.
1: I remember, it wasn't the last time, the one before when you were at the West do and mm. you mob turned up with the <laughs> Carver. I was looking forward to it. It's my first taste. And then I decided, look, this is an acquired an taste. An acquired drug. taste. Thank yeah, you. Okay.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to do a lot of that, just yeah. sitting around listening mm. to people. And occasionally I'd lob a question into the... When, when people sit around the carver bowl, they engage in what's called talanoa, mm. talanoa, mm. which is uh, not quite aimless conversation, but mm. it's it's story sharing yeah. mm. of interesting and relevant or just things that uh, matter.
1: Mm. It's a little bit like... Uh Pub, furfy P- talk, P- possibly. you know all the tall, P- tall stories and right. but but it's all part of your culture and what you do every day. It yeah.
2: is yeah. yes. So so I did a lot of mm. Mm. uh and
1: that's.
2: Difficult, because I don't, I'm don't. i not fluent in the Fijian language. I don't no. speak it. Is there one language or multiple languages? Fourteen it? dialects. But it's... There's one official language. And you can
1: understand each other. You can, It's not yes. like Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. No, no. A bit I like don't. Maori, isn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah there there are words that are di- distinctive yeah. Yeah. to each. Well, that, that would have made it a lot easier. Markers, yeah. yeah. Linguistic markers. So I spent a lot of time listening to people, and then I'd ask them a question about something that was relevant mm, to mm. to and i found that 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 passivity was not useless passivity it was active passivity well i was oh, getting true. a lot of information
1: it's called mining right yeah. that's
2: right and, uh, Not with dynamite. But, no, no. But, but just lots of there. mining and funneling. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So sorting out of yeah. what? What? What exactly do I need out of this? Hmm. Lots of recording. Yep. Uh, to just
1: look, you weren't you weren't being paid to have carver with the boys, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit worried about this this research.
2: No. <laughs> I also spent a lot of time in, in bars with with Indian Indo-Fijians, right? Because they frequented urban bars more because mm, they've got the mm-hmm. money to afford beer and whiskey, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I spent a lot of time interviewing mm-hmm. uh, Indian respondents. So, what was it mainly, men or mostly men? Because masculinity still matters. Out there in mm. social so, settings, yeah. Mm, mm. If I was to interpose myself into a female setting, it would be seen as intrusive, and mm. a, it just would be unacceptable. Yeah. And 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 no one would do it. No, nah. they would. So that was just a parameter of my research that I couldn't avoid. It nah, just was a right. constant ride through. Yeah. This has to be a a male. Conceptualization of ethnicity.
1: Did, did you notice any difference during the three years?
2: In difference in what? Jeremy?
1: In what people were talking about, how they were talking about things was were things evolving, or was there just a constant chatter about the same things? It's
2: a a good question. Uh, I don't. I didn't detect right. change in the things that I was interested in. Right. I've seen change since. So I would say, from nineteen ninety three, when I finished and was starting the write up, to two thousand and twenty three, these thirty years is definitely a different kind of Fijianness mm. in Fiji, really? for sure. Really? Yeah. Mm.
1: So when you started the writing, how did you meld the fieldwork? with the uh, research, the anthropological and uh, historical research, getting the references and all that
2: stuff? Uh, I had to do a seminar right. at uh, La Trobe, mm. post-grad seminar to first year. Mm. So I thought, oh, I'll just interview myself and write it up as a... Yeah,
1: they're great interviews when you <laughs> interview yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> write it up as a yeah. as my sociological self interviewing my... Ethnic self, self. Right. And, and and try and make sense of mm. what I'd written about, uh, read up on, researched in the archives in Fiji, and uh, gained from my interviews for 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 that piece of paper. And when <clears throat> and that was just a you know thing I just decided off the top of my head to do. When it came to writing up the thesis. My supervisor, I was going to ditch that yep. and get all, you know, academic, academic. Yep, yep,
1: yep. Five hundred and sixty-two <laughs> references.
2: <laughs> and my supervisor said, "No, you're not going to, you're not going to waste that. That's the best part of your, of your paper." I said, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then, no, no, you're going to keep that." So I kept that running, mm. that, that dialogue. Running right through the thesis, all twelve chapters—eleven, not the twelfth. Yeah.
1: And um, so it took a while to kind of, how shall I put it, finesse the final product.
2: It does, yes. If you've if you've ever attempted a uh, a thesis, it it goes through many drafts and cuts and edits and polishes and. That's right. Wow, you know, uh, you think you've finished Mm. one year, and then you. Yeah. Res- your research supervisors call you yeah. and give you th- the bad news. Yeah. No, you've still got a way to go because we want to know this, 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 this and this. Yeah. yeah, And then when I took up supervision, I realised just how important it is to have great supervision. Mm. If they don't understand what you're trying to do, mm. you're singing to the wrong
1: well, uh, I've got a different story okay. robert <laughs> okay right. uh, I finished my doctorate of medicine i think before you were born no no okay. in, in nineteen eighty seven okay and it took five years. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing was I saw my supervisor twice. Oh, okay. At the beginning, at the end. He knew nothing about the topic and he was smart enough to keep away. Wow. And, but he was smart enough to appoint the right examiners, which is the important that's, thing. It's the end that's of the day. important. Yeah. So when you finished, yeah. do you remember who your examiners were going to be? No. No, no they never I told you.
2: Uh, I learned afterwards. Afterwards. I think... Yeah. I think I did. I did, but I've forgotten who they were, Joe. Uh, it's a good,
1: it's a good thing. Did they yeah. want much revision or no? Just That's there excellent. was
2: one little question that one of the three had about something that yeah. it was my my reporting the the Fijian hierarchy system in terms of the Western European kings, queens, nobles, barons, that's never true. So Mm. every Indigenous system has its own hierarchy which can't be compared to the British. So it was wrong of me to use kingly, this queen, this... uh, so I revised it, took it yeah, all out. Well, I said, Yeah, makes sense. Chief this, chief that. Mm.
1: Mm, look, I'm having a little chat. It's halfway through the program. Kelly's looking at me. She's saying it's station <laughs> identification time. And this is 3CR. This is Talk Back With Attitude on Community Radio 3CR. I can hear the wind. She's putting the wind up me, as she normally does. I'm fearful of you, Kelly.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh! <laughs>
1: The program is podcast and I must say, if you go to the Instagram page for Radical Australia 3CR, you'll be amazed by the type of people we've chatted with over the Mm -hmm. years and more importantly, since Kelly's taken over as producer, how she stacked them. A little bit like the Camaroos used to put pictures of those people they executed (laughs) on the wall. She's got these wonderful (laughs) pictures of all the guests. Yeah, it, it looks, looks wonderful, it, doesn't it? It does <laughs> look wonderful. It is. And You're there,
0: Robert? You'll be there.
1: Thank you're you. there twice now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's yeah. 4 And the program is podcast.
0: Did you know that 3CR received its community radio license in 1976? Our application was successful because of our diverse and
2: engaged community membership. Subscribers are at the heart of our station and we really need you to be active and paid up in 2023.
0: Become a 3CR subscriber today.
2: Call 03 9419
1: 8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. You're listening to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Now Robert. Yes. Conclusions. Thank you. Let's start on all the conclusions from A to Z. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is. It is a doctoral thesis, Doctor Robert Wolfgram. It is.
2: It is. Uh, I I came to the conclusion that ethnicity is a not a terrific thing, no. a very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that in my thesis. No, no, but obviously, but having develop- done all the research, yeah. I, I I did allude to it mm-hmm. in, in several places. Mm-hmm. I mentioned you, you, ethnicity in yeah. Palestine believe yep. it or not yes um, as a comparative point uh, point of reference mm. but it it you know you, you it's a useful hater right and people want to hate someone or mm. it almost invariably comes into play it doesn't have to so it is something that is, it's not unavoidable. It doesn't just erupt like a volcano. You have to dredge it up mm. in order to, you know, mm. go out and slay the Amalekites.
1: Well, it happens. Look at Rwanda.
2: Look at Rwanda.
1: Look at Rwanda. Neighbours. Yeah. Mm. Six short weeks. Pew. Bang. Bang. And but it was built up and built up and built up and built up. This is it. And, and this is what concerns... Now, now, we'll go through the findings and, what, yeah. um, and then I, I we'll bring it into the 20, 2024 because mm. what you're saying... I mean, that's the reason I invited you back. You mm. just mentioned it briefly at the end of the last, inter, the first interview. And <coughs> it's an idea that's not very popular these days. It's all about division ethnicity, it is. It is. language, gender, you know. Yes. It just goes on and on and on. Sexual orientation, whether you've got a toenails or painted pink or yellow, yes. you know. Yes. So you said it's dangerous. Why is it... Da- why did you b- think it's dangerous through your research? Well, as
2: I examined the Fiji situation, mm-hmm. I saw that Ram Booker, for one, in his coups of 87, were basing it on racial distinction, ethno-racial distinctions. So it has a very political, very political sharp edge and it can rear itself into consciousness but not necessarily, it's not an automatic thing that Mm. people can control their ethnic identities. Uh, It's a choice that you make as to whether you want to be helpful or hurtful, whether you want to think of yourself in terms of your ethno-complex of cultural rituals and identity, or whether you want to cherish and, and make that the centre of yourself. So I found all those things out, Joe, that, that, that ethnicity is not a necessary component of humanity, that that we do not have to uh, compose ourselves in terms of our ethnic identity.
1: So you're saying it, it's a manufactured identity which helps... Correct. ...maybe a hereditary ruling class to maintain its authority.
2: I think that's getting to the heart of where it comes from it, it there may be many reasons why as we evolved ethnic identity took on the salience and the mm. centrality that it it seemed to take on but it, it's a very recent in the historical strand of things people th- thought in terms of tribalism right and and the the nation state of the 1600s brought out this new idea of a new identity of nationalism mm. which again I find horrendous uh, a horrendous idea I want to live in a world without borders Right, that's what I want to live in but I didn't point my ethnic research in that political philosophical direction I just said I don't think there's, there's a, a sustained argument that can be Put about the fact that we are all ethnic, unavoidably ethnic, mm. and we're somehow to be defined by, by our Irishness or Fijianness or mm. Greekness or Italian or whatever, isness. Mm. Mm. One of the things I had to do, of course, was get into the philosophy of yeah. amness and isness.
1: All right, explain that to people. Uh,
2: so the amness is from the subject looking out. I am you are the isness is from the out looking in at the subject. Mm-hmm. She she is, he is, and mm. so on and so forth. But the interface of amness and isness is where ethnic identity somehow exists. Right. And it's it's not a as I say, it's not a It's not a necessary function of those two things meeting. In other words, Mm. uh, my isness, I've been taken for a Mexican, Mm. an African, a Papua New Guinea, a South American. In other words, lots of isness. Mm. But Mm. my amness is what I know myself to be.
1: Yeah, I take you for a German mountain man. (laughs) I've seen them. (laughs) No, yeah, 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 but yeah just you, you, Yeah, look, you, you, you know yeah, what I'm driving. I, I know. Here. Let's go back to the tribal situation, pre-colonisation. Mm. You said the is the, the identity more tribal than ethnic?
2: Definitely in Fiji, yes. Tribal yeah, so tribalism still matters, mm-hmm. but it's been uh, glazed over, right. With westernised concepts individualism, for Mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. Individualism is a good idea, up to a point. Uh, But in in the, what shall we say, traditional, I use that word, is that okay? In the traditional Fijian system, individualism wouldn't get you anywhere. No. Except to be regarded with suspicion. Why, Why is that person drinking kava alone? Are they trying to curse us, or... Mm. You can't build a house on your own. You can't go fishing on your own. Everything is a collective...
1: Endeavour. Endeavour.
2: Thank you. So, there's some good Western things, but, for instance, uh, my father-in-law, who was was relative, seemed to be in charge of his village, Mm. very remote village, 12 hours by boat to get to... Mm. Within Fiji. Uh, some missionaries, uh, indigenous missionaries of a different faith to the Methodism that defines the village. Mm. I, I've forgotten what they were. Maybe Jehovah's Witness or, mm. or Yeah, They wanted to come in to the village to proselytize. Had to get permission. So, and the, you know, the idea of a religious individual identity is relatively new mm. because as you may know most of the colonies were Christianized from the top, top down. down that's yeah. right yeah. so if the chief became whatever you are
1: that's what you Catholic, became Catholic yep.
2: and the village became Catholic and eventually the tribe could be <laughs> Catholic but uh, now it's much more multi-religious not just multicultural in the ethnic sense but Mm. multi-religious so
1: national identity nationalism Mm. ethnicity you see them all as dangerous concepts which can be manipulated yes i do to suit the purpose possibly of a a ruling class, whether it's hereditary, whether it's elected, and we see it constantly. We do all over the world. Yes, we do. Why do you think we've moved as a society to identity politics? Do you think it's because we've lost the battle to actually transform society or reform society, and it's easier to uh, sink into our own little little things and think of ourselves as you know as gay or straight? or black or white or pink or green, it's a much easier life because then you don't have to really interact and think or do you think it's it's something else?
2: I don't know the answer to that question, no. yeah, because Joe. It's, it's a big one.
1: Well, we the do binaries, ask the big questions. Yeah. The binaries are yeah. there
2: and they're multiplying, aren't they? Yeah,
1: they're multiplying. We're there, yeah. It's all it's all about... Uh, it's you know, We don't, we may not want to identify as Australians but we... We identifies this and that and this and that and you're know, right. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. You know, is, is it is it is it to me? I've I've been thinking about this for a while because I think it's what's destroyed radical politics in the Definitely. country. I think Definitely. it's destroyed it. It's destroyed that momentum. I mean, polit- change is about momentum. Yep. And when you lose something, yep. it's like the referendum. That was about momentum. Yep. The momentum's got gone. Yep. There'll be no treaty. There'll be nothing. Yep. You know, it's gone. It'll be gone for mm. generations. Mm. And I think with identity politics, we, we've we moved away from the possibility of transformation to uh, trying to find our own tribe. Yes. Which is not based on um, uh, ethnic origins, but based on similarities, you know? Yeah. 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 And uh,
2: and it's divisive. That's what I would say about mm. about it. There mm. are... Great things to celebrate in nationalism or ethnocentrism, mm. or if you want to use the old word of race, but uh, but it has it has in, in somewhere in the darkness, there is a light of uh, worthy of celebration. Mm. Your ancestor was a her- heroic person that yeah. set sailed into the Pacific yeah. and 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 found these islands, and you know. Uh, I don't know when that mythic oceanic dreamtime existed or Mm. if it did. Mm. Were they pushed or were they pulled? All sorts of questions arise of our genesis, ethnogenesis stories, which make us feel great. But when those stories are told and retold to separate and divide, create walls between you and the person next door because Mm. they don't have the same dreamtime story I think that's we've we've missed the point of it we've we've lost the plot there yeah
0: yeah
1: I mean there's one thing that I've learned as a doctor over almost five decades now is the fact that when I open up somebody whether they're living or dead it doesn't matter their gender <laughs> or, or right. their colour. Yes. And I look inside and they've got everybody's got a heart. Yeah. Occasionally somebody's got two hearts. One in a trillion, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got two kidneys. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a pancreas. Mm. Everybody's got a liver. Mm. Everybody's got an intestine. Mm. And if you're man you got, you know, you got testicles. If mm. you're a woman, you got ovaries. Yeah. And physically mm. we're all part of the same family. Yeah. And yeah. I think, as you said if ethnicity can be used, it can be a positive thing yeah i mean if, right. if it if it doesn't become the center of your existence you yes. know and everybody else is irrelevant yes. uh, you know it's um it's something that's developed over time yes. it's, de- it's not it's not part of our as you said, and that's why I found it interesting when you mentioned it at the end of the last chat about your findings because they're very unpopular, you know, in 2023. <laughs> they are. Now, very unpopular because it's all about
2: ethnocentricity these days, isn't it? It is. It's about essence. Uh, I find that incredibly worrying, that, that, that people will purport to be what they've always been. Mm. Uh, because that's some essence in their soul, or some Ooh. mystical or souls now Ooh. genetic DNA thing, or whatever it is. You know, there is no ethnic gene, John. Yeah. and and even if there were, it's it's in competition with lots of other types of genes.
1: That's right.
2: And and what we are as speaking beings, as thinking, acting beings, is not derived from one aspect of our upbringing or our culture or you know there are lots of influences that have made you Joe and Kelly Kelly and me me and the fact that we can share this conversation together is quite miraculous really because I don't know where you come from or where Kelly comes from but I know where I come from and and I could take you to the remotest little place and As one of my colleagues at Monash said to me once, you shouldn't be here. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, that's right. I muse about that and, and, you know, and I wonder about it. But (laughs) uh, here we are, you know. I worked in music with a Russian Jew, a French, English and myself, you know. Yep. And we were all products of this potpourri, melting pot yeah. idea that the Labor government moved to in the early 70s, thank yeah. God. And we found each other earlier in the 60s and yeah. that was a belated recognition of the fact that, you know, we were...
1: Well, we we were the other and unacceptable. I mean, Southern Europeans, which is where my uh, parents come from, we were considered to be too dark. Right to be immigrants right <laughs> till after world war 2 right and then if you look at australian history there's there's it's only recently that the melting pot
2: has really melted
1: or, or the theory itself has become acceptable yes. because before we were all yes,
2: separate there was exactly. no
1: there was no interaction apart from a master servant between aboriginal and torres strait islanders and yep. and whites yep. and there was hardly any interaction between, you know, Northern Europeans and Southern Europeans, you know, and Jews and whatever, and different groups. And and that's what that did. It forced us to understand that we all live on the same continent and we need to make adjustments in order to survive.
2: And now we need to make a un- adjustment to a universal consciousness. Right. Now, all right. Could it, you
1: explain? It's, it's, could you explain sorry. what a universal consciousness is?
2: I don't know, really. <laughs> well, I'm, you use the word.
1: You <laughs> use the terminology. <laughs> you explain it, doctor. It's no wonder you never made professor.
2: <laughs> it's something I've thought about a lot. <laughs> all right. Well, tell us a your lot. thoughts about it. I, I taught for a little while. I studied. International relations, mm. and international relations is all about basically brackets: how to avoid war,
0: yeah.
2: and and the theories that that predominate in that field of political science, so called. Mm. Uh, you know, is war endemic to human nature? Is it culturally contrived? Is it historically given that these two people who are neighbours are going to go to war? Is it something in our DNA? And, and on and on and on. I came to the conclusion, parallel to what I was studying in philosophical anthropology, I came to the conclusion that no, it's, it's not uh, something we, we are not, by nature, aggressors. no. And I'd read on aggression by oh, I can still see the book when yeah. I was in year twelve. Mm. A student. It was the only book that looked deep and interesting in our library right. by Conrad, somebody or other. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, yeah. and I thought, no, I don't think I agree with this. And well, I'd read, I'd read a bit of philosophical uh, political exchange mm. yeah. about whether the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs were necessary yeah. uh, uh, you know these were 60s debates about, yep. yes. about the necessity of nuclear and so on and so forth and I came to the conclusion that the yeah. world is in great need of a universal vision yep. so I've been a lukewarm defender of the United Nations on and off sometimes I get enthusiastic mm. but I I like the idea of a global universal perspective Mm. and it's Mm. failing terribly at the moment as you are aware with uh, what's going on in... I
1: mean, mean, you raise raise an interesting point about human... um, People say it's human nature to go to war, which is total bullshit. No, it's not. Human beings, and you notice even in traditional societies that most uh, conflict is postural, it's all about posture somebody gets injured and then you, you negotiate. This is yep. what used to happen here in Australia among tribal groups. They didn't go out and slaughter each other to the last right. man, right. woman and child. I mean, that's you part of the... You tried to
2: avoid conflict.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was part of the colonisation right. process. I mean, even the Nazis found that out when they were initially shooting Jews by the thousands. The men who were doing it just couldn't do it. Could. That's why they introduced...
2: Dehumanising. The, yeah. Yes. And
1: when you go into... In the, if, if you're a member of an armed force, it doesn't matter if you're North Korea or Australia... The first thing you've done is you're dehumanized you're broken down to your components you're dehumanized that's part so of true. the training process that's right so you follow orders you don't think you that's kill true. on command and, and even yeah. now they, and even now they can't do it you know they that's they, right. they need drones that's and right. they you know, that's right. it's because we're not i mean if somebody attacks me, I will attempt to defend myself, and the key word is attempt most like mm. I would totally. Lose it, you know. I'd gotta be gone. You know, looking at this pathetic specimen. But that's what we're programmed to do. We're not programmed to slaughter everybody indiscriminately. No, but yeah. that's what we do because they're Palestinians, or because they're Jews, or because you know they're Aboriginal or whatever. It's yes. just uh, and again, yes. to me, as you said, it's universality the fact they're all human, we've all got the same organs, we've all got a brain, yep. two eyes, a nose, well, most of us, you know. Yep. I mean, it is our common ancestry. And didn't we all come out of Africa? you doubt all that research. Isn't there a common mother on the DNA spectrum,
2: you know? Well, this is what we're told, yeah. 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 Common I, mother. I think yeah. that's where evolution theory is at the moment, mm. as far as it's gone. But it, it'll evolve. It, right. it, it, the theory itself will evolve, and we'll find out more about Mm. Our, our oneness, as, mm. I, as I prefer mm. to think, and mm. and I think I wrote in my thesis a chapter on blood space.
1: Blood space, what's that? Blood space. What's that?
2: That space where your blood comes from, putatively, supposedly, mm. if you define yourself by blood, which is what ethnic identity wants to do.
1: Right. So is this DNA or just a, a, a constructed just this concept? mystical concept oh, of right, blood,
2: yeah, yeah. and it's 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 space where you will shed blood, mm. defending, uh, and this is what we see yep. in Ukraine and two two theaters of blood space at the moment that are very bloody, mm. and and so I, I saw blood space as as a critical element in ethnic the day again coming back to the danger of ethnicity Mm -hmm. on one hand we can celebrate it which has to be always managed i think yeah to make sure that our collective effervescence emile durkheim doesn't get the better of us and we turn celebration into slaughter So, yes, there are things that are worth celebrating about one's blood space. I go back to my ancestral island in Fiji occasionally. Joe, I haven't been there for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when I'm there, this sense of blood space is most enhanced. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that's true of people who say... They went back to Ireland to visit their ancestral village. And they had or, this feeling of belonging, of yeah. connectedness, yeah, and yeah. things you can't explain. Yeah, yeah, and and that definitely exists in that inexplicable plane of of mystical connection. But again, we have to watch it that that doesn't then inspire this desire to. Knock off everyone else who doesn't see our blood space in equivalent, mm. equal terms. You know that yeah. we cherish and so forth.
1: So, I've never seen it okay. as dangerous as it is now in oh. Australia in okay. 2024. I mean, politically, mm-hmm. blood space has now become a political football. It is, and it we've is. seen the especially the opposition. Yes. Is raising this tension, which is dividing, which is widening the rifts in Australian society, because see it sees it as a potential way, because they've got no policies, mm. to re-win government next year, mm. Mm. and and it concerns me, mm. and I think the Voice referendum highlighted this to me. Concerns me how much of this thinking is gripping the ima- imagination, not just among, uh, you know, traditional Australians with an Anglo-Saxon background, but Irish Australians, Indian Australians, Chinese Australians. Mm. It's beginning to concern me that mm. the, the, the divisions we saw, you know, during the robo-debt fiasco, mm. Mm. where those on social security benefits were somehow leaners and losers and it could be manipulated and hated for short-term political gain, we are now seeing move in that very dangerous space, as you said, of mm. racial division and ethnicity. And I've, I, I, can, I, can, I live in the country. Okay. I live 200 kilometres from here. Okay. And I can assure you it is a different country. And if you sit down and you listen, as you did in Fiji, mm. that that tenor of conversation and hatred is increasing and it's been fanned by political forces and that's what concerns me
2: very dangerous time Joe yeah I think it's very dangerous
1: yeah I've um, now I'm going to ask you a very simple question which is going to be very hard for you to answer okay (laughs) now you're known as Dr. Robert Wolfgram right correct Correct? yep so
2: who are you what are you who are you it's a good question good question my Grandmother was a namer mm-hmm. who named me Smokey. She said the family had a dog called Smokey mm-hmm. and every time she called a dog to come and get its food, as a toddler I would come follow along <laughs> behind, the, behind the dog. <laughs> I, I don't believe that story. I think it's a family fiction uh, because as early as I can remember my favourite Song was a cowboy song called "On Top of Old Smoky."
1: Ah, right. And
2: and uh, I can remember being very young and singing that. Yeah, yeah. I, my memory goes way back. Yeah. I can remember yeah. as a very little singing that song. And I think she's she's she had great fun telling that story. So there are family members who only know me as Smokey. Wow. If I go back to my ancestral island, nobody knows me as Dr. Robert Wolfgram. Mm-hmm. And if you use that, they'd have to... Oh, Smokey. Smokey. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's how that works there. Yeah. In the 60s, when I came to Australia and was assimilating, and happy to assimilate, look, sorry, happy to assimilate, because mm. I was young enough to do it. Mm. And I was discovering new things and new friends. They all called me Bob. Mm. So to a number of, another circle, a Venn diagram, I'm Bob. Mm-hmm. And I know all the people who are going to call me Bob. Mm. And they're different to the people who are to call me Smokey. Mm. And then when I began the academic career, people got shortened to the Doc. Doc. Yeah, so there are people one. who yeah. call me Doc, Right. Uh, what but do you, I'm not none of those. When things. you look in the mirror,
1: <laughs> when you look in the mirror, what are yeah. you? Yeah, exactly. Are? Yeah, I don't know. You I'm don't still, know. You're still, still pondering that. Still one. working that out. Maybe uh, you should do a second doctoral thesis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I who is the, I,
1: Dr. I, Robert Wolfgram?
2: Well, I like to think I'm just a person
1: that person yeah universal answer exactly now robert it's been a pleasure having you in the studio a second time
0: really has robert you're a great communicator
2: thank you thank you kelly thank you joe
1: Oh, well, thank Kelly. She, she found you. Inviting did I, did
2: I find Robert? No, I think I
1: found I can't Robert. remember. Well, somebody found Robert. Yeah. <laughs> told us about Robert. I'm maybe found. it
0: was through the West Papua Rent oh, yes. I think Ren it was through the West Papua Rent yeah. Louise maybe found yeah. Yeah. Robert. thanks to Louise Byrne. Yeah, and, and
1: Jacob Rumbiak. And you know, Jacob. For all the work they do. Thank you, And Karen. it's been a pleasure. And uh, it was nice that uh, your wife could have a, an hour's rest from you. She's sitting <laughs> out there eating chocolate. So... <laughs> so, so. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much, Kelly. And just to remind listeners that we have two pre-records for the next two weeks. Repeats. A couple
0: of summer repeats Mm. of um, of, um, Pope Fred. Pope Fred, rest in peace. And um, Julie Mack, who wrote a book about the Sharpie subculture in Melbourne. That was our most popular episode this year. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong.
1: It was the most podcasts. We don't know how popular. All all our programs are popular, because somebody has a lot of podcasts means they're very savvy at using the net. Doesn't mean it's popular.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much, Kelly. See you next year. See you, listeners, and keep listening to Radical Australia. Happy Happy Christmas and happy New Year.